This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Leroy Jenkins! Leroy Jenkins, Luke Moore there, and Pete Donaldson, responsible World of Warcraft member of the party. Yes. You reminded me of uh, Leroy Jenkins yesterday. You, yeah. you were saying it was an absolute Stone Cold classic. Uh, Mimi and I were playing it through our car's uh, media system <laughs> on YouTube. Was she familiar with the uh, work? She wasn't. No. no. So it was always nice to Leroy introduce Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. And he says at the end, at least I've got chicken. Yeah. I'm so high right now. <laughs> <laughs> Luke and Pete show, episode 189. Mm. Oh, Peter, I got stung by a wasp on my way in today. Oh, I got stung by uh, rather the aggressive prices of the cafe. <laughs> within the building that we're working in. Yeah. Um, yeah why did you do that? Well, I'll, put, I'll, I'll set the scene for you. Okay. Oh, I didn't. Uh, when you say, why did you do why that? Why did you I didn't do really that, have a, a huge, Why did you do that? I don't feel like I had a huge input into it. Mm. Um, I was standing on the platform at mm. West Norwood in South London, yeah. and uh, there are trees that hang over the platform. Right. I was waiting for the train. Mm. I felt something fall onto my head. Mm. I thought it was like a leaf or something. So I just put pissed my hand up, up to Just a pissed up uh, wasp. To wipe it off. And it was a wasp, and it stung me right on the finger. I mean, if I was going to say that any part of your body that resembles a wasp's nest, it would be definitely your hair, because wasps' nests are otherworldly and um, curly, aren't they? They're very curly whirly. They look if you if you get if you come across a big wasp's nest, mm. it looks a bit like a portal. <laughs> it's horrible. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, there are some um, kind of like old sheds that I think somebody had a shed where they kept some uh, mannequins. I think. Um, and a wasp or a group of uh, delinquent wasps had taken over and built a, a nest. Wow, it looked like something very spooky indeed. So yeah, um, I feel like we talked about this maybe before. Have we? Okay, maybe. Can I introduce you to the video game Mordor? <laughs> yeah, you've definitely talked about that. Before. I've talked about that on the video game Mordor. I've talked about that on the uh, Football Rumble Discord. We don't have a Discord server for Luke and Pete show, but maybe in the future we will. Maybe. Um, did you have? Did you have? Um, did you have a good weekend, mate? Um, yeah, I played Mordor. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> I did play played a bit of Mordor. No, we've not spoken about this before because um, I played it for the first time last night. I, I got reacquainted for an hour and a half with a bit of video games. And you know what? I bloody enjoyed it. The only reason I know or care whether we've talked about something before right. is because you get people talking about it in the reviews. Oh, they've they mentioned stuff I've mentioned before. Yeah, no, I've never mentioned they'll give you a game Mordor. Here's the, the people, the, to the haters out there, right. give you a favour. Well, yeah, first of all, suck Pete's dick. Get it down there. After that... <laughs> Go around your friend's house. Now work the balls. <laughs> After you've listened to this, go to a friend's house, not even a friend you like that much, yeah. right? And you don't spend 
you spend way too much time with mm. and talk to them for half an hour, do that twice a week, every yeah. week for two years, mm. and then tell us whether you've had the same conversation more than once. I mean, that's very much our um, deal. We've got to avoid that. They don't have to worry about it because they're not producing a podcast from their speech. No, but I think they should have empathy. <laughs> they should have empathy. our position. <laughs> We're churning stuff out here. Yeah? Don't say churn. Okay. We're churning wasps' nests of content out. <laughs> yeah, we Wispy are, wasps' nests. We're not, it's not churning. We are... fibres. We are mining <laughs> content. Um, Shitcoin yeah. shit mining. Shit, I, I got, um, yes, I got stung by a wasp. That was a fairly inauspicious start to the Did day. Did you put vinegar on it? Because uh, obviously no. wasps is vinegar. Bees is... Um, what was bees? Bicarb. Is it? Yeah, because no, just... one sting is um, quite acidic and the other one is quite alkali. Well, the wasp sting is an interesting situation, I think, because as far as I know, you can still get stung by a wasp after it's dead. Right. And then also, isn't there a pheromone in the wasp sting that attracts... Other wasps. ...in the area Uh-oh. to try and help? Wasps in your area. Mills in your area. Yeah. So I just got... I saw the pop-up. I just got strapped <laughs> on the train. So get out, get me out of here. Get out of here. They'll be, and, they'll be and guess me. what was sat opposite me on the train? A milf. A massive wasp. A massive Stop mother... fuck's sake. A mother wasp. Yeah. yeah. A, a wilf. Well, there'll be an email on... <laughs> there'll be an email about uh, bees a little bit later on, so look out for that. It's like you pre-promoting. That's me pre-promoting you the have second always half been, of the show. You've always been famous, famously solid in your... Fenian. <laughs> you yeah. have been famously <laughs> Fenian. You've always been famously solid in your unwillingness to behave like a proper broadcaster and promote stuff coming up proper broadcaster you heard me a couple of shifts on talk spot by yourself grow up yeah, I've myself. been on the radio for 10 years with co-hosts that are much better than me <laughs> <laughs> more like what, that's um, not what you said off air what, so you just play video I went to Cartmel in, um, in the, the, the Lake District where the hell is Cartmel it sounds like a yoghurt it's in your favourite um, county what Cumbria C- Cumbria County Cumbria um, and it was beautiful. I went there, took my wife there for a birthday. Coyd and Cumbria. Went to Long Clume. Okay. These are all just uh, words now. It's a beautiful restaurant. Mm. Very nice it was. And Such we... a beautiful restaurant. Yeah. Such a beautiful restaurant. As, as Bono famously sang, it's a beautiful restaurant. <laughs> um, and uh, we went for a hike, got lost. Mm. That was okay. What, did you have GPS? Did you have your no. phone's charge? Oh, no. Yeah, but I had my phone, but there's not really much reception. <sighs> Just do, you know, do you know what I do in that situation? Scream. So we followed this map. Scream and cry. We followed this map that the hotel gave us for a nice walk. Mm. Went a, a few miles. Mm. Got lost because I thought that I personally felt the map instructions were quite vague. Mm. And Mimi's very, very good in terms of sense of direction. And she found it vague as well. So it's not right. just on me. Okay. Anyway, and we just, we just thought, you know what? We're going to keep walking. Some point we'll come to a village. Mm. Uh, and we did. And the village turned out to be about forty-five minute walk from where we were, right. so we walked back from that village. Mm. It was fine. It was good. I a lot of sheep. I am um, renowned for um, getting people lost, but also I am also um, very very keen on my sense of direction. In that I don't understand why people wouldn't like if you got to go somewhere that's like kind of southwest. Would you not travel? Start traveling in one of those directions just to get roughly need to close to where you are. Like people sort of spend their time just looking. They'll start the journey and they'll know they've got to go south. Or south, slightly southwest, yeah. and they will look at their phone immediately. Then the next road, they will look at their phone immediately, and they will look at their phone immediately yeah. after that. And yeah. it's like just head south, and then you know you can you can refine your direction a little bit later on. Welcome back to that. the uh, Luke and Pete show with myself, Luke Moore, and our guest host today, Sir Ranulph Fines, Orienteera Extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, um, Pathfinder. I'll let you know how to um, no, but uh, find yourself some old mushrooms to eat in the countryside. What you're talking about there doesn't mm. work though because you. I mean, clearly you can fairly easily, well not fairly easily actually, because it was really cloudy and rainy on that day. Mm. So you, you follow the stars. You can't follow the sun path or anything like that. No, but you can't just walk directly south because you're going to come to a lake or a mountain 
or, or yeah, something but then you just the walked around the lake and went right. Where was I? Yeah, you're making this sound a lot ago. easier than I know. You know it isn't. <laughs> oh, you need to bring some string, some red string, so you can go back. I've, I've, you're talking to a man who has spent several evenings with right. it with you yeah. in cities yeah. all over the world, mm-hmm. and you've probably got lost in every single one of them, or you've Don't disappeared do. at some point. Yeah, dis- I'm not lost, though, am I? I've got wanderlust, <laughs> and I'm. Pissed. Not all who wonder are lost. <laughs> I'm, if, you, if you don't know where I am, I'll be back at the hotel. I, I'm the master of the French exit. People get really upset about that. It's like, mate, What's the I'm French done. exit? You just don't tell anyone you're leaving. Because if you tell someone you're leaving, um, some of your dickhead friends will go, oh, like, not because I'm brilliant or anything, but they'll go, no, stay, stay, you got to stay. I'm going home. I think you I've, I've done my drinking for the think, night. I think we both know who you're referring to there, don't we? Who? We both know who you're referring to there. Who? Alex Anzala. No, Who? in our in our group. Oh, in our group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Insatiable. He's, yeah, he's possibly worse than Alex, to be honest. Yeah, my friend Alex. Insatiable. Insatiable. Um, one, one An insatiable th- thirst. So, I'd love you time in the Lake adventure. District. Cartmel's a beautiful part of the world. I'd mm. recommend it. It's it's nice up there. The, the restaurant was obviously beautiful. Um, I've posted some photos on the old Insta, so you can okay. have a look at that. Um, hashtag, did you hashtag travel them? Oh, obviously. Did you hashtag uh, Mooritz? What was the one you were more using? Food. More food. Yeah, more, more food. food. Um, <laughs> Pete, are you a um, are you a regular An reader? influencer? Yes, I am. I suspect the answer. I know the answer to this. Right. Um, are you a regular reader of the website Jim Walker's Cruise Law News? Uh, I what Cruise Law News? <laughs> yeah. No, everything cl- everything cruise lines don't want you to know. Oh, okay. I know what this is about. Cool. Violent brawl breaks out on P and O's Britannia. Mm. My goodness me, this is pretty good stuff. Pretty hot stuff. I'm not going to belittle ferry disasters. It's not a disaster. Some people had a fight. No, but if we'd lost that ferry, what would we have lost? Oh, right. Fundamentally. <laughs> fundamentally. <laughs> if it had taken on a lot of water, what would we have lost? So apparently on the final leg of a week-long cruise to Norway's fjords, there was a trouble at 2am when there's a big, a big fight. According to witnesses, there, were blood, there was blood everywhere. Mm. Britannia staff had to intervene as passengers were using furniture and plates as weapons. <laughs> Witness to- witnesses told um, reporter Richard Gaysford that there were so people were so frightened they had to hide as different family groups fought all <laughs> over the vessel. Uh, Daily Mail reported that nine passengers were injured. A booze-fueled patriotic event had occurred on the cruise on the cruise ship earlier that day. Mm. I think we all know what that means. What do you mean? A booze-fueled patriotic event. There is a video of. Come and I. Oh, I've not seen the video. Have you seen the video? No, talk us through it. Um, there was a video of uh, basically the the, the, the the what do you call a top the deck the top deck with the pool and all that the poop deck. Um, basically, um, looks like a thousand people on deck, um, all enjoying the aforementioned patriotic party, um, where everyone is waving the Union Jack and they're playing Come and Eileen by Dexys Midnight Runners. And uh, I refer you to my previous comment: if it had taken on water. Uh, would we have lost anything fundamentally? It looked fucking awful. It looked awful, Luke. What? Um, I stuck on the WhatsApp. It is awful. What? Just describe why it's so awful. Because people are having a nice time and like to wave British flags around. It looked like a Nigel Farage wank fantasy. I'm interested. Keep going. <laughs> Keep talking. It was awful. What? Why are they going to Norway? the beautiful fjords who's organised that as an event by the way I don't know normally it'd be like oh we're going to have a game of you know what we're going to do we're going to play Shiraz on the deck or we're going to do some kind of karaoke thing mm. or or there'll be like a Strictly Come Dancing type mm. thing that you can enter or a singing competition whatever where's that come from I'm not comparing it to the Tiki Tiki Torches of Charlottesville uh, it's obviously not as bad as that but it looked like uh, it looked like the potence of something that was going to you know of oblivion it looked like a terrible 
terrible um, tremor. One witness, part of a group involved in the trouble, mm. explained to staff that things kicked off when another passenger appeared dressed as a clown. Mm. This upset one of their party because they'd specifically booked a cruise with no fancy dress. Mm. It but led the to UK a violent ra- confrontation. <laughs> the UKIP rally on deck was fine, though. No clowns. No clowns. No, we're not. We're not. We're not having that. We're not having this lowbrow behaviour. The thing about that is, what would you do? I mean, it's ter- terrifying for some families. Who apparently, had to lock themselves in their cabins. Mm. There's nowhere to go, is there? Mm. Would you just throw yourself overboard straight away? <laughs> You're not even a great swimmer. No. Would you just throw yourself overboard straight away? I just sort of think of what kind of. I just would like to think that it was like a, a mime, like a sad-looking mime, rather than a, like a full-on clown. It just seems weird that it's like, oh, can you get rid of that clown makeup? Because we didn't, you know, this this cruise is all about not dressing as a clown. Is that is that clown contraband? You'd sneak in a, a clown costume on deck? Yeah, we'll be checking your bags for, yeah, we'll um, check, you know, any, for, any, for those big trousers with any, the waistband. Any hilarity? Um, a so honking horn? How many people are in that car? <laughs> <laughs> how many people are in that ferry? I, I knew he was a clown because he, he, he feigned to throw a bucket of water over me, but it was mm. just confetti. The, the Nationalist Party was uh, about um, seven years, seven years, seven hours before the actual um, fist fight. So the booze had been started to take on. Elvino did flow. Elvino did flow. Yeah. Just... Awful. So, what did you do? Um, what did you do over the weekend apart from play video games and read about this uh, cruise ship fight? Uh, what did I do? Went out, had drinks. Um, How many is a couple? Were you uh, part of this problem? I went out with a, a mate, um, like quite late. I sort of met a friend later, uh, a couple of friends, and one of them, uh, he works in the city. And he buys very expensive shoes. You know, there's a certain class of men who work in the city who have got nothing to, yeah, not, I'm sure yours are cheaper than that. But like, they've got nothing to talk about apart from watches, cars, shoes, and shirts because they've got not much else in their lives. Shirts? They're all is that just, a thing, is it? Yeah, monogrammed shirts, kind of like a bespoke tailoring. I know about the, not um, the, not the, the watches. Suit. Yeah, so this guy spends 500 quid on every pair of shoes. Um, and he, uh, as part of the deal, the 500 quid shoes, you can take them back to the, um, to the shoe smith and he can clean them and, okay, and, and yeah. polish them for you. They're um, called cobblers, mate. For free. Well, no, cause they sell the shoes. So I, would you call that a cobbler? I don't think you call it a shoe smith. Well, I don't know. Who makes shoes? How do you know Shoemakers? this person? Uh, a, f- a friend of a friend originally, but he's, he's, he's all right. Um, but yeah, he he goes back and he goes and get he puts a shoe he puts one pair of shoes shoes in and he gets the shoe that he put in earlier on back and um, he sort of drums up some like kind a of tailor for shoes basically a shoemaker yeah um, and yeah part of the deal you can get your shoes shined for free um, yada 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 until they they fall apart presumably and he invited the shoe the, the person who cleans the shoes out for a drink right this young lass he's drummed up some sort of friendship with her. And I, I sort of missed this, um, and and they sort he sort of hung out with the shoe lady for a bit, right? And then the shoe lady was mortified that his there was two of them rather than just him himself at this bar, and so the shoe lady just immediately made her excuses and left without even having a single drink. Weird, very strange. And I come into the situation, and all, all people are talking about is a shoe. Hang on, lady. Pete, Pete Donaldson's going to be here. I think, there's, I think there's more afoot. Probably here. something to do with that, but more yeah, very, foot. very strange. So that was my Friday night. So you went out. So you went out. Didn't meet. So my, the story is, I went out. I didn't meet a shoemaker slash shoe cleaner slash shoe polisher, uh, and then I went home. If there's anyone who's still listening after that tale, yeah, um, it's a poor anecdote. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, you yomping around the wilds of Cumbria is hardly up there, is it? I had my hiking shoes on. I had your hiking shoes on. Could have marked Terex. Ask your mate if he makes them. Five hundred quid. No, well, they no, were not five hundred exactly. quid. No, but um. Well, I, I, so you went out for a drink with a friend mm, who mm. brought along their shoemaker yeah. who disappeared before you arrived. Yeah. 
Okay. That's a weird thing to bring. Where did you end weird up? Weird person to bring. Where did you end up? I was just I just went to like a restaurant, one of those kind of like fancy restaurants. Did you see? You're speaking of, um, I know you are you a fan of Hawksmoor? Uh, I've been in on occasion. Did you right? see that there was a story a while back that a waiter accidentally gave a a punter a fifteen thousand pound bottle of wine? Nice. I got a lot of time for that. And they ordered like a that's far great, cheaper one. That's great PR though, isn't it? What, Very think, easy you PR. Think, you think that's um that's been done on purpose? Yeah, for fifteen grand. Yeah, you get a 15 I mean, grand cost for, 10 grand cost price. Yeah, yeah, easy. Fair enough. Everyone's going to be turned up think they're going to get a free bottle of, bottle of very expensive plonk. I mean, it didn't make me want to go there, <laughs> but yeah, I'll take your point. Are you, are you the sort of person to uh, uh, frequent a steak restaurant and have your own knife on the wall? That sort of <laughs> I didn't know you could quite, do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was in a steak Monogram restaurant. knife. I was in a steak restaurant. I might have told you this at the time, but I was in a steak restaurant, would have been a year ago maybe, mm. in... I can't remember, somewhere in Connecticut. Mm. And they had a big signed um, letter and photo of John Madden on the wall. <laughs> he makes $3 million a year um, for the Madden games. Do you know how much money Michael Buffer's made? How many times have we talked about this? I don't know. Michael Buffer co- um, copyrighted and trademarked Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah I think you mention that every third I think, show. I think I might tell my wife that every week. Every time there's a boxing fight on. Good lord. Anyway, let's take a break, come back and do some emails. I've got one about a neighbourly dispute that I want to get stuck into, and then one about... Um, uh, oh, yeah, another one about someone who's got something to contribute on the Hot Springs nakedness agenda. Please do. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, basically, um, what I was thinking of was, um, oh, fuck, I can't believe you've done this. He can't believe he's done this. Julian Assange there. 
<laughs> an absolute classic. Getting slapped. Um, yeah. Emails, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Um, first up this time around is from Mike. It's not his real name. He lives in Sunderland. Apparently that is his real town. Um, okay. He's one of your lot, Pete. Um, and he says, hi guys, I need help. I realise this is not a normal email for you to deal with, but mm-hmm. Luke's story in a recent episode about having to set, having a set to with his neighbours has prompted me to ask for your help. It wasn't really a set to. My cat was going after fledglings. It was a cat to. It was a cat to, exactly. Uh, and, and Mike says, a year ago we cut tall trees down at one side of the back garden to make room for our son to play in. Mm. This is going to be a, a, a sort of a, a, an asking for advice from you, Pete, so prepare right, okay. yourself. Um, the only drawback has been our neighbours can now look into our garden whenever they want to. During the uh, due to the decking they have on their side bordering our garden, mm. to give you an idea of how high the decking is, when they're standing on it, we can see them from the waist up, <laughs> which is awkward that's enough like in a, itself. Uh, that's like a um, uh, what do you call those people who look after swimmers? Swimsuit? <laughs> no, swim instructor. Swim? No, yeah. swim instructor. Uh, uh, body, uh, lifeguard. Yeah, it's like a lifeguard. It's like a lifeguard's yeah. kind of platform, that. Because he says that this, the defence on their side is six foot tall. So I've got right. a similar situation with Mike because I live on a hill, so mm. my garden is higher than. The one to the right, yeah, but lower to the one on the left, yeah. Um, so, so I understand what he means. You shouldn't have drilled um, that glory hole, though. That was unnecessary. Shouldn't I? <laughs> but that that fence, hole. That's my fence. That's not, my fence. Not next to neighbours. It was a natural uh, knot in the woods. Yeah, yeah. I just popped it out. <laughs> um, he said we get on well with them, but they don't seem to understand garden etiquette. For mm. example, when we have a barbecue, they start conversations at random with different people over the fence. Friendly, see, North's friendly, innit? That's the thing. See, see. in London, you never get that. Yeah, I'm friendly with all my neighbours, mm. but they would never, they would never sort of. What's the word I'm looking for? They never kind of it's outstay like, their It's welcome. like home improvement. Let's yeah, it's a bit of that. Wilson yeah. with like head Wilson. over. Yeah. Um, he said, to give you an idea of the sort of people we're dealing with, we had them round for dinner once and just moments before they left, one of them took a shit in our toilet before going back to their house <laughs> literally next door. <laughs> How can we stop them from peering into our garden and starting unwanted conversations without hurting their feelings? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, Mike. What would you do, Pete? Well, if Wilson from home improvement popped over the, covering his over face. the way, covering his face, did a poo, You'd be well within your rights to go, uh-huh. um, but uh-huh. no, um, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Can you put like slug pellets down, but for neighbours, poison. Yeah, they're massive. Put poison. It's not like those, those packing the packing the stuff you get in in, yeah. in a box. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope they eat just, them. Yeah, just um, I'm thinking. Uh, I would poison one of them. American uh, embassy in Cuba uh, use that sonic uh, weapon. Yes, use really high pitch thing. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't melt their brains. Yeah, you could do that. Um, I could kill them. It's difficult because it's. Di- <laughs> It's difficult because I think we we as Brits we are very conscious of appearing rude to other people. Mm. Like I almost lost it yesterday when I was in a petrol station <clears throat> and there's a guy in front of me mm. who had filled up his car and I was waiting to use it. Yeah, and he starts rummaging around his boot. Right, and this is up north, so they're friendly. Bad uh, etiquette, huh? Bad etiquette that. Well, yeah, this well, is because you can't get in. But but not only that, right? I got places to be. He sees me and walks over. I put the window down and he goes, oh, sorry, mate, do you want to use the pump? Of course like, he, well, what yes, am I here for then? Of course I want to use it. You could have been wanting to use the tyre pump. I almost went, what do you fucking think? But I didn't. I went, yes, I went yes, please. Yes, please. Can I have yeah. some petrol? Thank you. So maybe, may, I don't know, maybe you could put up a big, one of those windbreaks you get from the beach, put that up <laughs> yeah. on the fence to make it higher. And with the words, no peeping written yeah. on it yeah. in uh, Sharpie. Who knows? I mean, but, so it's, it's a difficult situation, but I think Mike, uh, which is not your real name, Maybe you could uh, keep us posted on, on what happens. At, Make uh, a pass at the lady at the house, of the house. Don't do that. Why? What does making never a pass t- mean? Just say, do you fancy it? <laughs> in the downstairs toilet. And what? then they'd never want to talk to you again. Last thing they did in the downstairs toilet was an absolute disgrace. <laughs>
You cannot go up to a next door neighbour and say to them, do you fancy it? It could mean yeah. anything. Do you fancy it? In the downstairs loo. And then she'd be like, she'd be horrified. He'd never want to speak to you again, if not want to fight you. But then the thing is... The but problem is sorted. Not in 2019. Hashtag me too. Well, no, you can, you can make, a, make a pass. It sounds like a, a touching, but I guess it isn't, is it? It's like, it's a... Oh, do you fancy a bit of a... I, I, I presume that was that what was making a pass. Where's that voice come oh, from? Do you fancy um, making love? It's not appropriate to proposition someone you don't know and ask them if they want to have they sex do, with you. Well, they clearly do know if they're getting up all up in their garden. So well, they do know. Well, up in they're the gonna, if they're going to build a platform so you can see them all the time, you're well within your rights to uh, make a terrible pass at someone. <laughs> Making a pass is, is presumably just, hi there, um, do you um, fancy getting together? Where's that voice come from? That's my making a pass noise. <laughs> my mum maintains, this right, my mum maintains that when um, my dad, back in the younger days, when mm. my dad used to get bored of guests who would come over for dinner. Right. He would, in the middle of the evening or towards the end Set of the, the evening... Set the smoke alarm off. No, he, he, would, he would literally just say, right, I'm off to bed. Uh, great to see you. See you later. Good. And just, and just leave my mum yeah, there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's wonderful behaviour. Yeah. It's your house. Yeah. Would your, would, your, would your dad do that? Um, I think he'd invite people over just so he could get a bit of peace and quiet. Because he'd invite people over and then go, right, I'm off to bed, knowing full well that my mum wouldn't, you know, she'd be preoccupied. So she Your dad goes to bed at like 4pm though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right, he's, a, he's a midnight man. Have you got an email there, Peter? I've got an email. Uh, it's about bees, as promised, my oh, friends. Well, I, I don't mind bees, but I've got stunned by a wasp, as you know, so this is particularly difficult for me to listen to. Mm, Silas says, a quick one. Uh, we had bees. We had a bees nest in our chimney. So as you do, my mum called the village armature, amateur uh, beekeeper. He's written armature here, but uh, I presume it's amateur beekeeper. Uh, which, when I left to work for work, he said, uh, it shouldn't be an issue. I'll just smoke them and remove the nest safely to a new location. Uh, when I return home, the whole house is swarming with bees. <laughs> I found him. Frank Spencer I found him, on the job. I found him submerging the nest in the river next to our house. So I had to terminate the queen and uh, destroy the nest. Your parents and sisters are at my house waiting for the swamp to calm down. He's made it worse. He's had a he's yeah. had a nightmare there. Just so you know, if you do hire me, there is a chance I could make it a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, your house is one big beehive now, Fred. It's a it's a hot potato though because you, if it's bees, you probably don't want to exterminate them because they're very important. Right. So I think that is the right call to call a beehive. If it's in your house, though, I mean, come on. What yeah. what um, possible qualifications do you need to keep bees anywhere? My father-in-law, Larry, the great LC, mm. he actually had to go and remove a swarm of bees from a school recently. Right. And he did it with smoke and did it all properly and got them all away. I mean, I thought it might be just a big gun. <laughs> yeah, just shot them out the air. Shot them out the air. Yeah, one bullet per bee. <laughs> <laughs> Sharp shoulder. So how, I wonder how long the swarm took to calm down. <laughs> I don't know. A few Crazy. days, you'd imagine. Yeah, put a bit of Jazz FM on. Put a bit, <laughs> put a bit of... Uh, Everyone just chill out, yeah? Yeah, a bit of magic on. <laughs> uh, what about this from Jay? This is a good one, Pete. Um, mm. This is referencing the earlier chat about uh, Hot Springs nakedness. Um, Jay says, hi guys, I have a story to contribute to Pete's chat about getting a face full of genitalia at a okay. Japanese hot springs. Yeah, it's okay. Um, a few years back, I visited some remote hot springs in the mountains along the California coast. They're located 10 miles inland uh, through some steep trails. So it was a weekend trip for us to camp out and make the most of it. The first time I went uh, with some friends, we arrived at the springs to see that it was occupied by four middle-aged folks, two men and two women. Upon seeing us, they did not hesitate to get out and let us enjoy the springs, as they had been there all day. While we were getting used to the water, the older men were staying near and telling us jokes. Oh. But they were not yet fully clothed. Oh. I was sitting at the edge of the spring, and one of the men was less than a foot from me, T-shirt on and nothing else. <laughs> he was shirt-cocking it a la Winnie the Pooh. 
a la Donald Duck. With every joke he told, he would laugh heartily and his penis would gyrate mere inches from my face. <laughs> I always thought it was an odd choice for him to put the t-shirt on first in this situation. Yeah. And the image has always stuck with me. Wow. Can you yeah. say... Um, that's I'm... the thing, isn't it? Because if you're completely naked, yeah. that's the contract. Everyone knows. Yeah. If you've put a t-shirt on, you've gone, Do you know what? I've made the gesture here that I probably should be putting my clothes on. Mm. But that's the least offensive part of my body. Don't stop. Well, it depends if you've got any wounds. Um, but um, Is that giving you some PTSD sort of flashbacks? A little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining... Why are like, nudists always incredibly tanned? Well, I know why, because they've been out in the sun. Uh, and they just take... If I was a question. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Like Ricky Gervais says, doesn't he? I think one of his stand-ups, he says, look, when you see men at like a, a, na- a naturist kind of thing, mm. all they really want need to do is just cut a hole in their jeans around their cock and balls. Yeah. That's, that's all they want to get out. That's... <laughs> Because everything else, a man can walk around and there's no problem, is there? <laughs> That's basically what I do, isn't it? Yeah. Have you ever been to a naturist uh, beach or anything? Um, no, I have very, you know, few. Um, I mean, again, like the onsen's completely naked, so like, I don't really care about that sort of thing. But um, yeah, uh, I'm, I've, I've no problems with um, getting in the nud nud. But uh, no, I, I, I find it all just a bit short. I, I don't like people peacocking at the best of times. I think it's stupid. See, so, so I think if you relate this back to the cruise ship brawl, if everyone on that cruise ship had to be naked, yeah. there's almost zero chance they'd ever have a fight. True. People ain't going to be fighting when they've got their cock and balls out. It's yeah, always men also, fighting, isn't it? So would you, would you um, continue the clown makeup, though, down south? Because if, <laughs> if the clowns are choosing to present that face to the world, what are they doing elsewhere? That's all I'm saying. Well, you reckon the, the nose? You mean the nose? Would well, you reckon like a professional clown? I mean, presumably, at some point, they will have put some kind of grease paint on their todge. My Completely white um, and a red... Bulb. My dad's friend, uh, I don't know if he still sees him, has ta- a tattoo where he's got two eyes mm. and a nose and, and the belly really? button is his mouth. Oh, and, he, and he used to put a okay. cigarette in the belly button. There is nothing funnier. I don't than... know why he would do that. It's, yeah. a really, it's, a really, it's a really long-term solution to a short-term joke. There is no n- one's going to be happy with that joke. <laughs> After a year, everyone's going to be like, yeah, great joke. No, there is nothing funnier. Look, I'm only on board with this man's tattoo if he has got a gigantic top hat that covers his arms and head and torso yeah. so that his, his like mouth... Like the bass player from Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Just a big top hat uh, and a belly with a face drawn on it is the funniest thing that could possibly exist. It mm. is wonderful. Very, very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Um, we got an email from Chris. Okay. Um, it's it's a naughty one. Uh, strap yourselves in, guys. Uh, oh, I, was Pete, just... I mean, what sort, of, what sort of level are we talking here? I, I gave you the gist of it and you said it was okay to read, all right? So... Your okay. funeral sunshine. It's on me, is it? Okay. I was listening to episode 188 and the enthralling tale of an otter uh, ripping a baby seal, a sentence I never thought I'd type, uh, and right, uh, I thought I'd share my own recent encounter of naughty animals. Having been to the Anne Frank house, I was suitably uh, sombre walking the canals of Amsterdam with my partner. We noticed a kerfuffle in the water and proceeded to snigger as we thought uh, we, what we thought were two seagulls going at it. Alas, it became evident that the female gull no longer wanted to partake in the act. The male, however, was staunchly committed and we watched in horror as uh, he proceeded to break the female's wing, hold its head underwater to stop her getting away. The female tried very hard to escape with no success, and as the male finished his deed, uh, he then flew up to the top of the highest building in view to look on, and his victim was unable to fly out the water, to swam- so she swam down the canal, looking for a place to get out. I had been briefed to see some seedy happenings in the city, but this was not one I prepared for. Other than that, though, lovely place, very tidy, great food. Yeah. Um, animals are horrible, aren't they, yes, Luke? The, they really are bloody some, horrible. That is horrific. Yes. The animal kingdom can be an unforgiving place. Even in the, in, in the canals of Amsterdam. Even in the cultural conurbation. 
mm. that is Amsterdam. Mm. Someone posted a great thing on Twitter yesterday. Great Jewish museum. Saying, those of you who think that um, homosexuality is, in quotes, unnatural, mm. might be interested <laughs> in watching this video of my two cockatoos, both male, going at it hammer and tongs for the next for the last hour. Yeah, the, video the best thing is, like, some of the replies are going, are they really, like, um, gay? And he said, yeah, there's literally, there's two other female cockatoos, but they are just not interested. <laughs> <laughs> they just love a bomb. No, I don't want that. I love a bomb. And there was also, a, 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 I'm going to say, a frankly, absolutely horrific video that someone sent to the Luke and Pete Show Twitter, nice. at Luke and Pete Show, of a woman trying to feed a dolphin a fish and the right. dolphin jumped out and basically started trying to hump her. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm not, talking about. Not, not great. Not great. <laughs> it's probably that one that was used to getting all the handies from that scientist. Thanks for all the handies. Yeah. Is that a suicide note? <laughs> uh, the, um, I liked that um, Cypress Cypriot, uh, was he some kind of holy man? Uh, one of those uh, quite wild um, Christian churches. He said that uh, gay men, uh, well, and presumably oh, men yeah, well, I saw this, are yeah. created because the mother enjoys unnatural, and let me be clear, Anal sex while she's pregnant. While she's pregnant. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that man is not a science. That no. man is not a man of science. No. Um, I would like to. If we're talking about um, animals being naughty. The mm. ultimate, and, I, and I'm going to ask the the, the the listening public to help me with this. And we'll put it out to you guys, the listeners. Hello at lukeandpeach.com if you know the answer to this. There was an amazing show, a documentary show. It was either a whole episode or a little section within an episode. Right. Of a guy who had like a pet honey badger, and it was the, the naughtiest most intelligent mental animal to the point where he couldn't keep it in any cage because it kept getting out yes. and tearing through the bins and killing other animals. Sorry, if you can't keep something in a cage, you shouldn't have any animals near you. He, uh, mate, this, this, it was a honey badger. Right. And it, the, the, the honey badgers like What's actively it? pursue snakes to fight them. And Literally stuff. fucking lock, lock it I think with it a might, lock. I think it might have been called Stufa. Stufa. I think it might have been called like Stufa. Like Harry Hill's cat. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh, it's Stufa. That was, anyway, it's brilliant. It was, it was doing things like um, building itself like an, an ersatz ladder right. to climb out of the, the pen it was in. Stuff. I watch um, the lockpicking lawyer on YouTube and there, is, there are many uh, fallible aspects of most uh, locks in circulation. So but you talk about no this excuse, every third episode There is well. no excuse um, for, for, for not uh, getting an adequate lock. Uh, to keep your honey badger inside. If you can't keep a honey badger in a cage, you shouldn't be a grown-up. If you take one thing from this episode, yeah. just one thing, yeah. if you do find yourself responsible for looking after a honey badger... Buy a decent lock. Speak to the lock-picking lawyer. Exactly. Find the, law find the lock that he cannot pick <laughs> and use that to keep your honey badger safe. Right, that's about uh, all the time we've got for this Monday episode, episode 189 of mm. the Luke and Pete show. It's been a bloody pleasure. Um, Peter, um, anything to add? We'll be back on Thursday. We will. What are we going to talk about on Thursday? Probably sex. Yeah. This was a Radio Staccano production. The only seagull I've ever seen doing something it shouldn't was that one that stole that packet of crisps from that shop. Naughty seagull. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.